the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon. I'm along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is the first time you ever joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women regain control of their lives. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm glad that everyone's here and thank you folks for tuning in to us tonight and being with us. We're really happy to be with you and we got a great topic tonight and and the topic's going to be God's promises and ours. So um, Ed and Blaine, how are you guys doing? Doing good so far. Yeah, yeah, feeling great, ready to go. Good, good. I'm curious to see what you got written down. I know what God told me about his promises and about our promises if we make promises to God. So, um, folks, I, it's not very often that you hear this very often from behind the pulpit. Um, you know, it, it, God has a lot of promises throughout the Old Testament, and he has one in the New Testament. And so I, it's all about trusting his promises. I love about God, about having his promises. It's about he cannot lie, and he does not change his promises. And once he makes it, it's good to go. It's mm-hmm. golden. So um, before we get into the topic, guys, you guys got anything you want to share of, about um, last week um, with the homeless? Any testimonies out there? No, I wasn't there last Saturday. Oh. I know I heard your plane hooky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was um, it it was a last Saturday was a delight and um, great praise report. Um, you know, Jesus says we will be his his witnesses. A lot of times we feel that we're to go out and witness, but he says we'll be his witnesses. And I got to witness God moving through our team last week. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. There was a woman that came up, and she was, uh, she was scared. She had been in the hospital. She had done some drugs. She wanted to be drug-free. She wanted help, you guys. And this woman came to us, or God brought her to us. Mm-hmm. And Mariana, man, she started sharing her heart with this woman, and this woman was just really broken and scared. And, and, and what I really found out last week is, is I saw our team, I saw four of us, all sharing love and truth in different ways. And so as Mariana was sharing things, I was standing and kind of watching and praying. And then I thought, well, you know, this woman really, you know, she, Mariana shared her heart. And I thought, well, this woman really, she really needs Jesus, you know. And so God opened the door for me to share the word and the gospel. And, and she received Christ. She, she invited Jesus. She repented. She confessed with her mouth, Jesus is Lord, believed in her heart. God raised her raised him from the dead. She, she 
confessed and said she was sorry for her sin. She thanked Jesus for paying for that sin. And and then um, another woman came up. Uh, Ruthie came up. I mean, this woman accepted Jesus. Then another part of our team came up, laid hands on her, and started praying for her. And so this woman was being ministered. God, I'd love to see that every week, every day of our lives. And then, John, you got together with her, and you were able to give her some great insights, some options, some hope, and even more scriptures. So it was a great praise report out there um, last week, team. We do thank you for your prayers. And God, uh, we got to witness him working and moving. I was just kind of standing back, seeing it all happen and unfold. That it was a, uh, it was a very beautiful thing. You know, uh, that was awesome to see. Um, I was over there talking with uh, the police, and mm-hmm. we were all interacting, and they were, we were talking and doing our thing. And um, I was seeing you guys, and I was thinking, man, this is really good to watch. They're over there praying and helping. And then I got over there, and then I was informed that she accepted Christ. Mm-hmm. And then um, it was just a way how it all got formed there, and it was really nice. And then I got to go in and speak with her. And another gentleman, his name That's was right. Joe, and, right. and and there's a folks that it's him and his wife and their kids, his kid that's out there on the streets, and he got into it, and he was sitting there and listening, and he got really into it, and it was just nothing of about us, but it was what that's the right. Holy Spirit was doing and touching Amen. people's hearts, <laughs> and that's what's about, folks. That's what uh, I mean. Just just that salvation. If we can just get one salvation, I said when we started the ministry, we just get one salvation. Everything was worth it. You know, um, you can't put a price tag on salvation. Right. You just can't. Yes, please. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for uh, reminding us about Joe. Um, Joe was right there praying mm-hmm. and just just being a support, kind of almost like a pillar. Yes. He was very quiet, another homeless person, mm-hmm. but he's always helping with moving things and sharing things. And, 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 and we were bouncing things off of him, and he was absorbing so much of this that was going on of God's movement. So it was a great encouragement for us. It was a beautiful thing for this woman, and it was even awesome for Joe to witness it all and to be there um, when when called upon. Absolutely, I, you, you can't you can't beat it. Yep. But you know what? That is um, that's what it's all about. Um, and folks, um, if you ever get a chance, you want to come out with us, just give us a call. I'll give you the number at the end of the show, and you can get a hold of us. But anyway, let's get on with the show. Um, once again, um, the topics about God's promises and ours. I'm going to start off with um, Hebrews six eighteen. And and this is what God has to say about that. So God has given both his promises and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. And that was in Hebrews six eighteen. So I love that God is is not unchangeable, and He does not lie. It's impossible for God to lie. So we can count on His promises. And I wrote this down: God can be counted on to keep His promises. We should be the same, because there's many times I remember as a young Christian is that I made promises to God, and that is something that um and I didn't I didn't hold true on one of them. You know, I tried my best, but um it just um. I think our intentions are great, and but we got to be very careful of what we say. And um, I can, I'm going to start backing up with some of the scriptures. Um, I wrote this down. God expects his people to keep their promises. And this is out of Numbers 30, verses 1 and 2. Now go ahead and read that. Then Moses uh, summoned the leaders of the tribes of Israel and told them, This is what the Lord has commanded. 
a man who makes a vow to the Lord or a makes a pledge under oath must never break it. He must do exactly what he says he would do. And, you know, just as God makes a note to us or a covenant to us, he expects us to feel are part of the bargain too so that's just one of the backups what god has and then i wrote down here it is foolish to make a rash promise and i can back that up out of um, proverbs 20 chapter 20 verse 25 and and what um, proverbs says don't trap yourself by making a rash promise to god and only later counting the costs interesting how he says counting the costs you know, so we got to be careful of what we're going to say. And then I, what I really love is I wrote in my next one was Jesus promised believers a place in heaven. And I can back that up out of John 14, 1, verses 1 through 6. And what it says here in verse 1, don't let your, tru- don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough rooms in my father's home. If, if if this was not so, I would have told you that I am going to I would told you that I am going to prepare a place for you when everything is ready. I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. Verse four. And you will know the way to where I am going. Now, we do not know, Lord. Thomas says we have no idea where you are going. So how can we know the way? And Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We have a promise there that if we trust in Jesus and we believe, it is by God's grace and through faith that we are saved. And God gave Jesus to us through his grace and, you know, and by us believing in God and going to God, to Jesus and letting God, Jesus know, hey, you're the way, you're the truth, and you are life. We will get that. So that is a promise from Jesus and from God. So, and then I like this one. I had um, in Hebrews, I wrote this, God always keeps his promise. And that was in Hebrews ten twenty three. So I can back that up again, showing that God can will keep his promises. And that one would be in 10, verse 10, uh, I mean, chapter 10, verse 23 says, let us hold tightly without wavering. To the uh, hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep His promises. I, there we are. I'm just, you know, God has His promises, and it shows it all the way from the covenant mm-hmm. from Abraham. Even, you know, even I'll even go ahead a little step ahead with Noah, showing that He made a promise of the what the rainbow. Yeah, you remember, never flooding the world again, <clears throat> and with His anger. And then, um, and but I got one that's here a little later that I'll I'll share with you if you want. I just let you guys finish. Um, take I don't want to take up your time because I know I'm running into some of your time, guys. But um, promises, I feel I love I I hold on to the firm promises of God. Ed, what do you got to say? Yeah, well, I, what I've got to say is almost the same thing you just said. Uh, I'm going to begin Ecclesiastes chapter five, uh, start in verse one. And uh, I'm going to run through this kind of quick. Uh, Verse 1 says, As you enter the house of God, and I'm going to interpret that as as you enter into prayer. Mm. But as you enter into prayer, keep your ears open and your mouth shut. Good advice. Mm. It says, It is evil to make mindless offerings to God. And what we're talking about is evil to make mindless promises to God. So, 
when we have to be careful what we talk about. And I know there's a lot of people out uh, that think the more they say, the better it is. <clears throat> Most of the time when they're talking a lot, they get themselves in trouble and they make promises they can't keep. Uh, I, I don't know if they're trying to in, or, uh, impress people. They definitely don't impress God. Mm-hmm. God, all God wants to hear is what you got to say. He doesn't want all of the rest of the stuff that you're making up just to make it sound good. So it, it's great advice. Anytime you come before God, keep your mouth shut and listen to what God has to say to you. Speak just what you need to speak. And God already knows it. Verse 2 says, don't make rash promises, and don't be hasty in bringing matters before God. After all, God is in heaven, and you are here on earth, so let your words be few. Well, God is in heaven. God's on the throne. Mm -hmm. He is a sovereign God, so you have nothing over him that you can... uh, I don't want to say holding ransom or, or threaten him with. So he is a sovereign God. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And he says, you're here on earth. It means you're you're on his footstool. Now, they told Jesus, you know, the, that we were going to be the footstool of his when he, when he reigns. And that's where we're at. We're on the footstool. God's on the throne. We need to keep that in mind, and we need to keep our words few. In verse 3, says, Too much activity gives you restless dreams, and too many words make you a fool. Well, he's talking here about too much activity. When your activities are outside of God uh, and what he requires of you or expects of you, the evil things you do are going to give you bad dreams. And uh, and the same thing with the words. The more words you say, the more of a fool you sound like. Uh-huh. Uh, verse 4, when you make a promise to God, don't delay in following through. I love that part. Don't delay in following through. Follow through, but <laughs> don't delay it. For God takes no pleasure in fools. Keep all the promises you make to him. And uh, that's where we fall down. And we had talked, uh, there's there's many times people will bargain with God. God, if you uh, if you answer my prayer, I'll go to church every Sunday. And I used that one because I had a friend of mine that used that. He went to church for, his prayer was answered. He went to church for about three weeks and stopped going. <laughs> um, so uh, I know there's a lot of people that try to do that. Bargain with God. Bar- don't bargain with God. Yeah. Tell him, I'm going to promise to go to church and leave it at that. But you need to follow up on that promise. Then you give your prayer and let him deal with answering your prayer. But don't bargain with God because you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. And uh, verse 5 said, It is better to say nothing to make a promise and not keep it. Boy, what great advice. It's better just to keep your mouth shut than to say something you can't can't do or can't follow up on. Uh, verse six says, "Let your mouth make you uh, don't let your mouth make you sin, and don't defend yourself by telling the temple messenger that the promise you made was a mistake. That would make God angry, and He might wipe out everything you have achieved. <laughs> so there's consequences uh, <clears throat> to making false promises to God. 
And uh, and in uh, verse seven, it says, and I like this one too. It says, "Talk is cheap, like daydreams and other useless activities. <laughs> Fear God, Fear God instead." But I think those kind of fit the rules of how we need to make promises. It's okay to make promises, but only make those you know you're going to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Only make those you know you can fulfill. And if you make the promise, it's okay, but don't use it as a bargaining tool with God. You can't bargain with God. So so when you – I mean, it's, it's just a, a very simple rule. Keep your mouth shut. You want to make a promise to God, make the promise. Don't try to elaborate on it. God already knows. Mm-hmm. And just keep things simple, and uh, and you'll stay out of trouble that way. But uh, I, I just I do see a lot of people who make promises, and, and even to me, I know they're not going to keep them. Mm-hmm. You know, God knows they're not going to keep them. Yes. So you're just making noise. Yeah. And uh, so I, I like this because it was in good instructions, I think, and how to make and how to deal with God in your prayer and in your relationship with Him. And that's what it's about. It's about a relationship. He wants to hear from your heart. He, um, I know we we all make promises and we want to do things and we want to better ourselves. And God, if you bless me with this, I will bless this with others. And sometimes, like you said, Ed, we overspeak what we're saying um, with our mouth and what our actions are. And um, and, 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 you, and you see it throughout the Bible. You see it throughout you know from the Old Testament to the New of how look at Peter. He always was getting himself in trouble by what he said. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and but yet he was called the rock. So, you know, um, thank God God knows us by um, knows our heart because he really that's I think that's what is a grace, a grace from God is a savior for us that he that he knows us. So yeah. I love that. That was interesting. I, I, you know, I love hearing what you guys are going to say about, you know, what the Holy Spirit says. Blaine? I, I'm sitting here agreeing, of course, um, and I, I, with what you uh, rounded up with there, Pastor Ed, this is good advice, you mm-hmm. guys. This is good advice for us. Mm-hmm. You know, here we are sitting behind the microphone um, reading God's Word that's speaking to us, and it made me sit here and think that of some of the promises I made to God, and you know what? We fall so short, you guys. We do, and, and even though our hearts may be correct— and our thinking might be just, but but we just fall short. So I really like the the scripture, you know, both the scriptures you guys read because it just kind of gives us a, a place of you know what? Let's be real. Uh, there's something we joke about um, at my Bible study um, that, that was part of kind of relates to this in a way. It's like anytime we're talking to God or we're asking for something or um, just in prayer in general, it's like. One thing about our God, and I, I thought this was funny, you can't pull the wool over his eyes. You know, and, and I thought, yes. you know, being a lamb, you know, being a sheep, yeah. we can't pull the wool over his eyes. We can't, we can't, you know, find fault. And my scripture, you guys, is mm-hmm. kind of going over who he is. Um, we're going over his promises. But just speaking a little bit about this, um, I'm going to read to the group out of um, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4. You know, as you guys were speaking of his promises and and even the promises that we give to him, I just thought this would be fitting. It says, he is the rock. His work is perfect for all his ways are justice, a God of truth and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. So our God, he is 
perfect. He's upright. He will keep his promises. There's no doubt out there, folks. There's no doubt in the universe that our God, just as you read in chapter 4, John, John uh, chapter 14, 1 through 6, mm-hmm. he goes to prepare a place. He, he's like, hey, I know your guys' hearts are troubled, but you know our God is perfect. He is truth. He loves us like crazy, and we just need to be real. You know, as long as we're real, we want to seek him first and um, see what he has for us, folks. But then I've got another um, promise here also, and and I just think this is important, you guys. You know, we we go through a lot down here. You know, I tell people we get dirty every day. Um, You know, we're just trudging along here. It says our citizenship is in heaven. But I like this promise here, and it's found in the book of Philippians, and it's chapter 3, and it's I'm going to read verse 20 and 21. Here it is. It says, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. So even as we're going through things here, guys, we've got to trust and we've got to think about our citizenship is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And he, he's he gone to p- prepare that place for us. We've got our citizenship. And again, as we started the show, let's just uh, witness to see what he does. Let's seek him with everything we've got. And he's moving. You know, I, I, one, of, one of our old friends, John, from high school is part of our Bible study. And he said, you know, he says, God's doing something. You know, even, <laughs> even when we think he's just not hearing us, man, our God, our Father in heaven, he's doing something. And he, he is as that uh, one of those worship songs we hear. He's, he's doing something. He's saving someone. He's healing something. Someone, he's on the move. And uh, he is good, and we can count on him 100%. Amen. Amen. I, I love that. You know, um, I, I just love to hear what, what God puts through you and what God says through you and what he puts on my heart. And this is just a learning thing just as much as it is for you folks out there, too, with us. You know, um, and... I know I have my favorite scriptures. I'm sure everybody does. Uh, mine was Galatians 2.20. says, For I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And, folks, I want to end up on this with you. I'm going to read out Colossians 2, uh, verses 12 through 15. And I just want to tell you how you are saved and by what God is, Jesus has done for you. And so if you're feeling that you haven't been, you're not saved or you're having that doubt, we're going to sum this up real quick, what God's done for you and how you know you're saved. And this is what it says in chapter 2, in um, Colossians, verse 12. For you were buried with Christ, and when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to a new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Jesus from the dead you were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all of our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took away it by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed, he shamed them from public, uh, um, publicly by his victory over them on the cross. I love it, guys. If you want to know our promise, 
there is a promise, a promise of you that you have a place in heaven that God is uh, providing for you. Your sins are gone, whatever sin. I always use the dollar bill. You remember the dollar bill, Ed? Oh, yeah. You know, you know I, and if you don't know who the dollar bill is, I take a dollar <laughs> bill out. I take it, I throw it in the mud, and I get it all muddy, and I pick up that dollar bill, and I'll look at the people, and I'll say, if you, if, how much is this worth to you? And, they, and is this dollar still a dollar? Yes, it is. It's still a dollar. And I'll throw that thing in the trash, and you can pick that thing out of the trash. Is that dollar still a dollar? Yes, it is. Because you can clean that bill up, and it will be still the same amount of thing. That is God looking at you. No matter what you've been through, no matter what has happened in your life, God loves you. He values you. And all throughout the Bible, all he told everybody, just to repent and come back to me and let me have control. Amen. Guys, there you go, and I love it. Do you guys want to say anything for the last state? Uh <clears throat> Yeah, let me let me finish with the psalm, Psalm eighty nine, thirty three and thirty four. But I would never stop loving him. This is God speaking to us. But I will never stop loving him, nor fail to keep my promises to him. No, I will not break my covenant. I will not take back a single word I said. And I think that's what we stand on. Amen on that. Blaine, would you like to say anything less? Man, that last scripture there, it almost uh, brings a tear to my eye. It, it um, rounds up the whole study tonight, folks, on promises. Um, he's not going to take back not one word. He's truthful. He, he loves us so much. But I do want to say real quick um, the scripture that you just read, um, that it says, and he has taken it out of the way. He has, having nailed it to the cross. Yes. So for us, guys, let's just take what we've done. Let's move on. Let's nail it to the cross. Jesus covered it. He covered everything, past, present, and future. We just give it to him. Folks, I hope this message today was uh, as prom- is God's promises to you, that you'll take it kindly to heart. Um, if, I'm going to be closing the show. I want to say thank you to our sponsors. I'd like to take um, goodwill with Anna and Kim. Thank you for providing the clothing for the homeless out there. I would also like to tell um, Javier over sombreros. Hey, Javier, thank you for helping us for the food. And... Um, Jeremy and Tim over Skyline. Hey, thank you for helping us to help the homeless. And always Steve Forsythe or Alcohol Wesleyan Church. Hey, Steve, we appreciate all your help. Uh, folks, I hope that God has touched your heart richly tonight. Remember, you're worth a million dollars to God. He loves you and cares for you. So remember that and remember his promises. May God bless you richly and good night. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on KPraise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.